and welcome back to the Tea and Soju Sea Drama Podcast, your safe spot for sea drama chatter. I'm your host, Liliana, and it's time to sit back, grab your tea, and let's chat Asian dramas. In today's episode, we are doing something a little bit different. It is going to be the very last time that I will be doing a 2023-related episode, so to speak. But I have been, um, at the end of the year, all the platforms... And by all the platforms, I mean Doban and my drama list over internationally releases their like highest rated dramas. Doban does it really, really well where they just actually release the list. Whereas for my drama list, you have to sort of look a little bit further. Um, But I came across both the lists and I thought it would be fun to kind of do an episode where we compare it because you hear me say it all the time that what hits in China doesn't necessarily hit across the pond, you know, internationally and vice versa. So I thought it'd be fun to do an episode where, you know, we just sort of sit and talk about what you know, the top list, the top 10 dramas for 2023 are on each platform. But also, I thought it would be quite interesting. I often get asked, where do you watch your dramas? Where do you prefer to watch your dramas? So I'm going to be doing a little rundown on the sort of like four, five top, you know, uh, Chinese platforms for C-drama watchers. And exactly which one I prefer to use and, you know, just a little background on them. So that's going to be today's episode, basically a MDL top 10 versus a Doban top 10, as well as platforms that we use for Chinese dramas. So just before we get into the episode, a little bit of housekeeping. If you like the podcast, please like, share and subscribe on the platform you listen to. That really helps the podcast reach other listeners. For more content, check out Patreon, where you can find behind the scenes first impressions movie reviews and more finally if you would like to chat to me or find a community check out discord instagram and other socials the link to all of those will be in the episode notes and if you'd like to do a watch along i'm just going to plug this here over on discord a group of us are watching joy of life season one and basically we kind of get together on a sunday and you know We use the voice feature and we just sort of chat about the episodes we've watched. There's a watching calendar, but if you don't necessarily feel comfortable talking, there is also a chat feature where you can just type out your responses. You can, you know, listen in and these will be recorded and posted. So you can listen into the discussions and then just kind of like post your thoughts in the text chat. So if that's something that you're interesting I'm really enjoying Joy of Life, guys, just as an aside, but I'm really enjoying it. And we're only a couple of episodes in. Uh, But if you'd like to watch this drama, but you've been thinking, oh, gosh, you know, I'd really like to watch it with some people. This is your chance. So I thought I'd plug that in. All of the links for that are in the um, episode notes. And that is completely free. Discord is completely free. There's nothing attached to it. All you need is to sort of like sign up for actual Discord. And that's all free. So I thought I would just mention that in case anybody would be interested in, you know, joining us. We are having a lot of fun doing that. But that's all of the housekeeping. That's all of everything out of the way. I actually think, guys, I'm going to say it now. 
I actually think this is going to be a slightly shorter episode. This is actually the first episode I'm recording in 2024 because a lot of the episodes you guys have been listening to I recorded last year over the Christmas period when we had, you know, um, I had a break off work. So I actually, you know, did a lot of recording over that period of time for upcoming episodes. So this is, I think, the first episode I'm recording in 2024, which is relatable because it's a 2023 episode. But we move, we move. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoy it. I think it is going to be a little bit of a shorter one, but I have been delivering really long episodes. So I hope you guys are still happy with that. Without further ado, I've done all of the waffling. Let's get into the episode. So just a little brief explanation of Doban and what Doban is, uh, because I think a lot of us hear the word Doban and we think, oh gosh, one of Doban is notorious for having very, very different scores to my drama list, uh, but it's basically similar to what in the West we have as, you know, my drama list. So Doban.com uh, launched on the 6th of March, 2005. So it's been around for a really long time. It's a Chinese online database and social networking service that allows registered users to record information and create content related to film, books, music, recent events and activities in Chinese cities. It is owned by the Beijing Duwang Technology Co. Um, and it is, yeah, that is basically like the very basic info of it. So, like I said, you can kind of think of it as a my drama list but it's been around a lot lot longer it is much snazzier to use I would say uh the only thing is there really isn't a um translated uh you know app for us international users to use so it becomes very complicated if you don't know mandarin to use it uh i have sort of tried a little bit but you sort of have to have the translate feature on your phone on and kind of use it along that way uh, so what i choose to do is a lot of the time i follow certain accounts on twitter and they kind of download and they translate things for us and they are doing god's work out there guys i mean fan servers and these accounts that just translate these updates from you know whether it be doban whether it be weibo whether it be you know these social platforms that for us as international viewers is a little bit harder to get access to if we don't know the language then you know it, it's it's they're doing god's work out there so uh that is what Doban basically is. Doban is also notorious known to international fans as a place where the scores tend to be pretty low. Like, I really do mean pretty low. Compared to, especially when it's compared to... Um, to my drama list, I always think, so for me personally, I always think my drama list, the, the ratings are a little bit high, whereas Doban, the ratings are a little bit low. Like, Doban a 7 is considered a really, really good score. So, and if you go over to my drama list, if they something is at a 7, then people didn't really like it that much. So, it's always fun to kind of compare the two because the ratings are always so, so different. 
But without further ado, let's get into the Doban Top 10 Dramas of 2023. Now, I got this list from the Drama Potato on Twitter. If you like Chinese dramas, guys, and you're not following this account, what are you doing? They are amazing. They update on anything from Weibo, from Doban, from stories that are trending to upcoming dramas to release dates. They are really, really good. I love following them. And they also have this very cool feature where you can ask, I think it's like done through Curious Cat, and you can ask them anything and they kind of come in and reply and answer you about, you know, certain questions that you may have. I have actually linked, done a MD, I have done a, not an MDL, I've done a Google Doc for with all the links that I've used, all the uh, dramas that I'm going to mention. Everything is in this Google Doc and I will be linking this in the episode notes. So if you miss one of the dramas and you think, oh, that's interesting, I want to check it out, then please go ahead and check out the Google Doc. That's I just found that that's going to be the easiest way for me to provide all the dramas that I mentioned, but also all the links um, from the places uh, that I you know, gathered my information from. So that is there for you. So the first one, uh, should we go, let's go number 10 to number one, I think, because I think actually a lot of the dramas on the Doban list, people internationally might have not heard of. And that's really interesting. So the first one is a drama from Tencent Video, and it is called Ripe Town. It is clocked in at an 8.5 on uh, Doban. And let me just bring up the page for it. Uh, it's not actually on uh, on uh, my drama list. It is an 8.2. So it did not make the top of the top, you know, my drama lists for 2023 but it is I am actually currently watching this I've still got a couple of episodes to go so I haven't quite finished it but it's one of those that is 12 episodes and basically the story revolves around a investigator of sorts and his master kind of um dies like he gets murdered and it's his story of basically unthreading everything and figuring out how his master died and once he does find out, he wants to figure out how, like, you know, the whole story is happening. There's a whole other story behind it as well. There's more to it than meets the eye. So it is 12 episodes. It's a drama that is available on Vicky, WeTV and Tencent. And it stars Bayou Fan. It stars Julia Xiang. It also stars Ning Li. And it also stars Liu Yi uh, Tong. And yeah, that is it. That is like the main cast. I am really enjoying it. I haven't quite finished it, like I said, but I'm really, really enjoying it so far. It is darker. There is some scenes that are a little bit macabre, but, you know, I, I, I'm I, liking it. So that is the drama Ripe Town, and that came in at number 10 on Doban. Now, the number eight is one that will also, I mean, number nine, number nine, <laughs> number nine, drama that came in at number nine for Doban top 10 uh, dramas of 2023 is one that is 
also available is also on the MDL top 10, but we'll get into that later. And that is the drama Mysterious Lotus Casebook. Now that racked in at an 8.5. Now, what I think, because obviously that's the same score as Ripe Town, what I kind of gathered both from my drama list and from uh Doban is that they will rank it higher. Imagine two dramas have exactly the same score. So, for example, right now, Ripe Town has an 8.5 and Mysterious Lotus Casebook also has an 8.5. But Mysterious Lotus Casebook comes in at 9 and Ripe Town comes in at 10. What I gather is that the more ratings on the drama there is, the higher it will be up the list, even if it has the same score. So that's what I gathered. And that seems to be the case in both um, Doban and MDL, because there were some dramas that had exactly the same score and then when I came uh, when I went to look further that was the only difference I could find is that some the ones that were higher up on up on the list were rated uh, by more people so Mysterious Lotus Casebook is also one it is the only drama that was left on my um, on hold list from last year so I was really sad but it's one that I really want to get back to I'm just watching a lot of historical right now so i don't think i can go back to it quite yet it is 40 episodes it is an ichi production and it is basically about a master of a sect that kind of goes missing and uh, they think he's dead not quite he's just kind of like gone away and then it's basically 10 years later he there's a traveling doctor and that is you know that is not a major spoiler but that is obviously the master that went you know died apparently and they kind of get roped in him and two others basically kind of get roped in into going around the country and deciphering these cases so that is you know the very very basic story it is very classic wuxia uh kind of drama it is you know very, very normal. It stars Chang Yi, it stars Joseph Zhang, it also stars Xiao Shun Yao. So that is a three male leads. Uh, there is females in this drama as well, but it is, you know, the male leads are, it is a male lead cast. So that is the Mysterious Lotus case book. And that came in at number nine with an 8.5 on Doban. Now, guys, I tell you not, when I say these are really high scores, these are really high scores. Taking into account that most dramas don't really get past a 7.5, like these are really high scores. So the number eight is a drama called The Knockout. It scored again an 8.5, but it had more rating. So I'm guessing again, that is why it is higher. It is one I have not watched this one is 39 episodes. It is an Aichi production and the MDL description reads, An Xin, a frontline criminal police officer in Zhanghai City, is cons constantly in a struggle with the black and evil forces and is never able to bring the criminals to justice. After the national political and legal team education and re... Reciification work, Linjiang province sent a steering group to Shanghai, combined with the public prosecution, law and justice departments to clear the corrupt elements within the political and legal team. This crushed the pro... Oh my god, these, 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 these are really hard words, guys. The protect 
Constitutionist measures the black and evil forces have planted in system and in one fell swoop he managed to eradicate the strong group that has been cooped up in Shanghai for many years. So that's the description. Like I said, I can't really go into too much detail because I don't know. I haven't watched this one. I know it's kind of like an older set period drama, not like historical, but I think it's, um, I'm not sure what year it's set in, maybe the 80s, maybe earlier than that. Um, but yeah, that I am not too sure about any of that one because I haven't watched it. It has, so um, for the main cast, it has Zhang Yi, Zhang Song Wen, Li Yi Tong, Zhang Zi Jian, and Wu Gang. Now, from what I hear, these are like veteran casts uh, in this drama. And I think that's why a lot of people were really, really excited about it. Uh, it When it came out, I think there was a fair bit of chatter about it, you know, abroad. But it wasn't for me at the time. Will I want to watch it? Maybe. But not right now. It is mainly like a male cast, by the way. So it's very, very male um, um, forward. So that is number eight. Number seven is one that I have watched and it's called An Ancient, An Ancient Love Song. It scored an 8.6 and it is a Chongqing TV as well as a MGTV you know, story. Basically, it is a story about a guy that I'm trying. This one is one of those that is really, really hard to talk about without um, basically spoiling it. So I'm going to try and be very, very careful not to spoil it. Um, but uh, the MDL description reads, Professor Shen Bu Yan accidentally travels to the ancient era of Acacia, where he becomes obsessed with finding the ancient ancient secret of this era with the help of the warm girl Lu Yuan will he be able to unravel the mystery now that actually doesn't tell you much about what the drama is about but if I were to try and explain it I would probably spoil it and I don't want to sorry I've got a hiccup and I don't want to do that because I feel like this is one of those that is a little bit in underrated internationally. It is a really, really good drama. It is only 14 episodes of 30 minutes. So it's fairly, fairly short. I think you could probably watch it. Yeah, it is available on Viki and it stars Zhang Ya Chin and Gu Ji Nan. Now, the reason why I think it's a little bit underrated internationally is because it doesn't really have a lot of people that are like big names or anything. Like there is only, it was only rated by 1,226 people on MDL. So really not a lot at all. And it says number of watches, it's 3,580. So really, really not a lot at all, which is a little bit sad. Uh, I really, really liked this one. I will say, I know you guys sometimes like a heads up. It is not a happy ending. So, but it's a beautiful story. And I don't think you're in it for the happy ending anyways. But 
you know, I know some people like that heads up if they want to try a drama. So that is an ancient love song. Again, 8.6. And that is number seven. Number six was one that I had never heard of. And that is the drama Porch of Lies. It scored an 8.7 and it is PTS and View TV. The reason why it's because it's a Taiwanese drama. It is not a Chinese drama. And this is quite interesting, guys, because I was just looking it up and Basically, on MDL, this has a 7.8, whereas, you know, on Doban, this scored an 8.7. That is quite the difference. It's almost a one point difference between them. And again, this is just one of those things where I say what lands in China doesn't necessarily land abroad. This one seems to be fairly short. It is only eight episodes of 60 minutes. I have added this one to my plan to watch. I do want to check it out. I think it sounds quite interesting, um, but I think it's one of those that I have to be in the right mood for it. Basically, the story reads, the MDL description reads, In the deep of the night, Indonesian migrant fisherman Abdul Adal brutally murders the captain and his family. The appointed indigenous public defender Bao Ju treats the case with contempt. His team also includes Jin Ping, who has a bright future but also a manipulative father, and Lina, an Indonesian nurse who is harassed by her employer. They team up translating for and defending the murderer. Bao Ju's team finds evidence that implicates Zen Xiong, the owner of a fishery group. Witness collusion, a biased judge, and disagreements on mental evaluation worsen the situation. Bao Zhu goes to his ex-lover Ling Chu, the Minister of Justice, for help. Jin Ping and Lina become intimate. Bao Zhu's team finds the key witness, Su Prianto, but he disappears after receiving death threats. Overwhelmed by setbacks, Bao Zhu loses the case. To overturn the decision, Bao Zhu has to regroup, but more obst- obstacles appear. Baojiu discovers evidence that can halt the death penalty, but Ling Chu approves the execution. With limited time, Baojiu must come up with a perfect solution to save his client. So that is the story. I feel like this is pretty interesting. It's fairly different to anything I've kind of witnessed before. So, you know, this stars Christopher Lee. It stars Regina uh, Lei. Uh, it stars Chu Mang Swan. And it also stars Van Fan, as well as Joy Pan and Yang Lei. So there is quite a few cast. I've never seen any one of these um, actors or actresses. Uh, my Taiwan these dramas are a little bit lower i really do want to check out some more but like i said this one is definitely one of those that is on my list just because i think it's very very different to anything i've kind of watched before so i'm intrigued and again it's one of those that hit clearly hit more in china than it did abroad and i'm always intrigued to see what's gonna you know happen there so we come to number five of doban top 23 chinese dramas and guys And I know I say top Chinese dramas, but it's just the top, you know, dramas on the platform. And that does and will include, um, you know, um, Taiwanese dramas, I guess, because they're Mandarin spoken. So, yes. So number five on the list is one that I think a lot of us are familiar with. And that is the Chinese drama Meet Yourself. It scored an 8.7. And that is a Hunan TV slash Mango TV production. 
you guys know I'm not going to go deep into this one. I adored Meet Yourself. It was one of my favorite dramas from last year. It's just such a nice, a warm hug. And I'm so glad to see that it made it so high on Doban as well. So we're going to just swiftly move along to number four, and that is Three Body. And that scored an 8.7, and it is a 10 cent drama. Now, guys, I did try this one, but I ended up dropping it. The reason being, I am not a big sci-fi kind of person and this was just too complicated for me to follow and I think at the time I just my brain power just was not there so I ended up dropping it but I've heard of people who did enjoy watching it. It actually has an 8.2 on MDL. So that's quite interesting. 8.7 to 8.2. Not a lot of difference. Uh, it is 30 episodes of about 45 minutes each. And it, there is a Netflix adaptation coming out. And that's an American adaptation, not, you know, Chinese adaptation. I think this is adapted from the novel, The Three Body Problem. And from what I gather, that's a pretty big novel. Um, in China. So, yeah, and the MDL description just reads, a nanomaterial materials expert sees a mysterious countdown superimposed in his field of vision and finds himself under military investigation to unravel the mystery. He enters the VR game Three Body, developed by a secret organization, ETO, and discovers the truth behind the deaths of dozens of scientists and a tragedy from the days of the cult revolution so that's you know what it is it is very sci-fi and like i said i am not a big sci-fi kind of person so for me it just kind of didn't work um but that's because it's a me thing not a drama thing the quality on this was really good um so yeah that is three a body and again there's a lot of big words i don't understand these descriptions have a lot of big words guys you're going to be realizing more and more and more in this episode i think that you know i am bilingual and english is my second language it doesn't often get picked up but when you throw like words at me because so this is a complete tangent but i basically wasn't taught english i just kind of learned as i went because i moved to the uk when i was 10 and i needed I went straight into school and I basically knew nothing at that point like hello and that was about it and luckily I had like two other girls in my classroom that were Portuguese so they kind of like helped me a little bit but basically you just kind of like learn as you go so you don't really get taught you know, sentence structure or anything like that. So sometimes when I write stuff down, it doesn't really make sense. It does in my head. Um, but when you get thrown like these big words, I'm like, uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so that is quite interesting. That happened in the uh, Death's Game episode where I was like, uh, guys, I don't know what this word is. And Jess was like, oh, it just means this. And I was like, thank God you're here because I had no idea. I was about to Google this word. Uh, but yeah, I feel like these descriptions today are giving me a run for my money uh, so that was number four three body with an 8.7 and that is a 10 cent so number three again another taiwanese drama and that is the drama living it's called an 8.8 .8, and it is from tvbs uh, again not one i have watched because it is a taiwanese drama it is only h uh an h on mdl i have actually started watching i think i've only watched 10 minutes because i run out of um 
of a uh, time but funnily enough guys this only has like 271 watches on my drama list which is really interesting i mean it came in at number three for you know doban and yet internationally it doesn't seem not that that's the only people that have watched internationally i meant compared to mdl there was only a number of watches 271 so this is only 12 episodes of 60 minutes so it's a fairly short one and it says the MDL description says the defeated Kao Jiao Kao Jia Yu suddenly comes back home after many years. Many people feel awkward about his return and hope he will leave soon. His nephew Chang Yu is the only exception, as he finds Jia Yu different from the other adults. Jia Yu realizes everyone, including himself, is struggling in life with so many challenges. His parents have an unhappy marriage, his second brother doesn't feel he belongs at home, and his third brother is bewildered about his future. However, they continue to stumble and move on in life witnessing how everyone works hard to survive Jia Yu also starts to plan his next step he thought it was time to carry out his suicide plan like that was a bit of a throw I I was not expecting that part this one is available on IGE and it stars Chris Wu. Uh, not the Chris Wu from, you know, not that Chris Wu, different Chris Wu, guys. It stars Joe Chang and GC Lin. And it also stars Jason King, uh, Yang Gyu Mei, and Sandrine Pina. Now, I am actually really interested in this one. It seems like it has a kind of vibes, like the poster gives me the vibes of like small town, uh, found family, that sort of drama. But I hadn't read this and the, you know, time to carry his suicide plan kind of threw me a little bit. But this one is on my plan to watch. I do want to check it out. Um, I want to see what the fuss is about from Doban. And then moving along, we have number two, spot number two, and drum roll, please. It is the drama Oh No, Here Comes Trouble. It is an Aichi drama and it scored an 8.8 on Doban. I have watched this one, I have finished it. And I really enjoyed it, guys. It's one of those dramas that is very different. I love the lore that it comes in. And actually, on MDL, it scored a 9. So 8.8 and a 9. It's one of the very few cases where international audiences and at-home audiences agree. It is 12 episodes of about 52 minutes. And the MDL description reads, Pyu Yi Yong is a typical high school student. When he unexpectedly gains superpowers after waking up from a bus accident, his previously uneventful life is suddenly not so ordinary anymore. Now, what I loved about this is like, there's a beautiful found family. So if you like found family, this is the drama for you. I really, really enjoyed it. I think the cases were really unique and the concept was quite unique to something that I haven't really watched before. So I really, really, really enjoyed it. It stars Tsang Jing Hua, it stars Vivian Sung, and it stars Peng Xian Yu. So that's the cast. It is one that we will come back to, guys, because it's also on the My Drama List top 10 for the year. Now, 
the we have come to the coveted number one drama of Doban for 2023. And by this, this is the highest rated drama for 2023. And it is one that I have not watched. It scored a whopping 9.4. That's like unheard of, guys. It's, it's, yeah, it's unheard of. So, it is a Tencent drama and it is called The Long Season. Now, again, it is one I have not watched, but I'm intrigued because for it to be that highly rated as well, and it's only 12 episodes of about 60 minutes, it is got an 8.3 on my drama list. So it seems like we're fairly on par. Uh, by that, I mean, you know, my drama list is a whole one point behind uh, Doban, but that is such a high score that I'm just intrigued to see what people loved about it. So, in uh, the MDL description reads, in the birch forest of a small town at this time, Wang Xiang, a taxi driver, could never expect to meet the person that he most wants or fears to meet in his entire life. Is he an enemy or a friend? Since he has met him, he has to get closure. Not just for him, but also for his son. In the birch forest of a small town at the time, why is this... <laughs> Wait, is this? Oh, no, no, there is, there is more. Uh, Wang Xiang, a train driver, was full of vigor and vitality, for he was driving a steel monster with 20 carriages. But on the one hand, he failed to run a small family of three filled with trivial matters. On the other hand, he was trapped in a faltering factory with his crisis looming up from every corner. A pack of unidentified body parts was dropped in the birch forest, just like a stone into the calm water. For the past 20 20 years, Wang Xiang could never stop thinking about the pack, not even when he leaves in the fall turned yellow. A lost father, a dead lover, and old friends meeting up again were trapped in three different eras because of an unsolved mystery. All they want is to find the truth that travels through the past, the present, and the future. When the mystery is revealed only the allegedly of fate and the era is left in the longer season with time and space intertwined together. That seems like one of the longest uh, MDL descriptions I've ever read, but again, I have not watched this one, so I can't really comment on it too much. It's available on WeTV and Tencent. It stars Fan Wei. It stars Chen Hao. It stars Chen Ming Hao. It stars Teresa Lee. It stars Xi Peng Yuan. And it stars Liu Yi Ti. Now, I am quite interested about this one, so... I will probably get back to it at some point and hopefully try and watch it because if it's rated that highly, I'm just intrigued. Like, I'm just really, really intrigued. So that is it. That is the top 10 of Doban uh, rated dramas for 2023. Just a recap. At number one, we have The Long Season. Number two, we have Oh No, Here Comes Trouble. At number three, we have Living. At number four, we have Three Body. At number five, we have Meet Yourself. At number six, we have Port of Lies. At number seven, we have An Ancient Love Song. At number eight, we have The Knockout. At number nine, we have Mysterious Lotus Casebook. And at number 10, we have Ripe Town. So that is, you know, 
Doban done, let's move on to my drama list because <laughs> when we get to my drama list, I've literally watched every single one of these bar one, which I'm in the process of watching. Oh, actually two. I've just realized there's another one on the list that I haven't, I didn't end up finishing. So for my drama list, it was a little bit harder to get a hold of the actual list. And basically what I did was I went on the search feature and then I basically did a rearrangement and filtered out everything. So I did highest score to lowest score and I did just Chinese dramas and Taiwanese dramas. And that gave me the list that I'm going to read out to you guys. So, you know, that was the only way I could sort of come up with it. I, for my like advanced filters, I did dramas, I did China and Taiwan. And then I also did, I think that was it. And then I did the release dates for just 2023. So I put 2023 to 2023. I did completed dramas and then I did sort by top ranked. So that is a basically, how I had to go about getting the list from my drama list. I don't think it's something that they tend to do. So that's how I got it. If you want to look at the list, I have actually linked the, you know, my drama um, link on the uh, Google Doc. So you can check that out. But again, let's go 10 to 1. And I think I'm not going to spend too much time on these simply because most of these are ones that I've either talked about extensively before or I have reviews on. And it's ones that I really, really, you know, you guys know I already enjoy. So at number 10, we have Till the End of the Moon. And that is a Yoku drama. It is called an 8.6 on my drama list. You guys know I love this drama. Uh, it is, you know, one of my eras for last year. That enough said. So that is one I really, really loved. At number nine, we have Lost You Forever. It also scored an 8.6. But again, from what I gathered, it was the fact that um, basically one had had uh, more... Uh, what do I mean? More like ratings. So for Lost You Forever, it has 4,644 ratings and 13,552 viewers, whereas Till the End of the Moon has 12,398 uh, ratings. So again, it would make sense that that's why one is above the other, even though they scored the same. I've just realized, actually, no, that does not makes sense because so we have 4644 review ratings but we have for till the end of the moon we have 12398 and also the um basically the viewers watches for till the end of the moon we have 28242 on mdl and for Lost You Forever, we have 13,552. So again, this is one of those things where I don't quite understand like just how uh, MDL kind of lists to me, 
you know, if we were going for ratings and views, it would be um, Till the End of the Moon would be at number nine and Lost You Forever would be at number 10 because they are rated exactly the same, 8.6, but through those differences. But it is what it is. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm just going by what the list dictates. And again, this isn't an official list. This is just like the search feature. So because MDL doesn't do, or at least that I know of, if you guys know out there know that MDL does do a list every year of like separate countries, please let me know because I would love to see that. I tried to look for one but couldn't find it. So this was just the best way that I could. See, Doban is fairly easy because Doban just literally puts out the list for you, whereas MDL, you have to work a little bit harder. But so yeah, Lost You Forever. I haven't talked about Lost You Forever, guys. And the reason for me is because it is not a completed drama. Until I watch the second part, then I may review it as a whole. But for me, it is not a completed drama. I don't like to review things that I haven't fully watched watched so that is that people have asked if i've watched it people have asked if i'm going to review it and that is the reason why it's not reviewed on the podcast yet it's basically because to me until part two is out it is not a completed drama so even though you know they split it two seasons blah 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 but until I watch that ending, a lot of things could happen. I mean, I really, really enjoyed Lost You Forever Part 1, but a lot of things could happen. A lot of things could happen in the second part that will just leave a bad taste in my mouth for the drama as a whole. So that is why I haven't like talked much about it, but I really did enjoy it. At number eight for MDL Top 10, we have I Am Nobody. It scored an 8.7 and it is, again, a Yoku production. Yoku was in highs this year, guys. They really, really were in absolute highs this year. Um, So it scored, like I said, an 8.7 on Yoku. It is not one that I have watched. I think I started and then just didn't go back to it. It is 27 episodes, um, but I know a lot lot of people really really liked it it is uh how do i put this it is basically it says the genre's comedy wishy drama fantasy but it's all set in modern day time and not historical time like we're used to it stars peng yu chang it stars neo ho who i I adore him. I adore him, guys. It stars Wang Ying Lu. It stars Bi Wen Jun. And it stars Wan Yan Lu Rong, as well as Wang Xu Qi. So it's got quite a bit of a cast. And like I said, I have not watched it, but I do intend to, you know, watch it uh, eventually. And the MDL description just reads, Zhang Chu Lan, an ordinary young man, gets entangled in an unprecedented world of outsiders when his grandfather's body mysteriously disappears, facing unexpected pursuit from the sinister pleasure, a relentless organization, and the sudden appearance of an enigmatic girl named Thang Bao Bao, he decides to no longer hide his superpower. So it's basically like humans with superpowers, that sort of thing, um, but set in modern day times. Uh, again, I really do 
should go back to this one because I have heard really, really good things. And it's one of those that, you know, I, I think it'll be quite good. So next up again with an 8.7. Again, guys, I don't know how MDL does this. I was trying to figure it out and I still can't figure it out. But for number seven, we have one that I adored and it is a journey to love. It is, it's got an 8.7. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm surprised it still has that high. To me, it deserves that rating and maybe even more. But I know a lot of people were really disappointed with the ending and I was really worried that the ending in general was just going to put a lot of people off. But I'm really glad it's still sitting at an 8.7. It, it is on IGE. It stars wonderful wonderful people it's 40 episodes you know i still highly recommend it if you're prepared that the ending is not going to be you know happy necessarily depending on how you look at it uh, but it stars liu shi shi liu yu ning alan fang her landor chan chen yu wei and wang yu it is one of those that, you know, guys, it made my top eras. I talked about it there. I reviewed this for both Patreon and I also reviewed it over with Carol on K-Drama Musings. So, you know, I've talked about it a lot and I loved it. So that's number seven. Up to number six. Oh, number six. Number six, guys, is... Story of Cooning Palace is called an 8.8 and it is an IGE drama. Like the difference is, one of the differences that I'm seeing platform-wise, Yoku and Aichi just dominated the year completely, whereas Tencent didn't as much. But if you go to the Doban, it is Tencent that's, you know, the um the uh more more what's the word i'm looking for the more current theme uh so that's quite interesting as well but story of cleaning palace guys you know i reviewed this with palmer we, i released that two weeks ago i adored this drama so so much beginning to end it's such an interesting story it stars by lu and it stars zhang lung her it is i i just adored it i really really did i'm glad it's um still at a good score so yeah that story of cooning palace that this is the reason i said the mdl one is one that i'm going to go through a little bit quicker because like i said i have reviews on most of these so guys we have come to the first thing that is very very similar because number five is meet yourself it scores an 8.9 and if you look if we just cast our minds back meet yourself is also at an at number five for doban and it scored an 8.7 over there so that's really interesting that it's one of those dramas that it hit very much at home and internationally. And it's fairly evened out in terms of the score, 8.7 and 8.9. Uh, again, I've already talked about it. I love this drama. I highly recommend this drama. Um, not much else to talk about. The next one is one that we've also already talked about, and that is number four. We have Oh No, Here Comes Trouble. Again, an Aichi production. We've already talked about it. So it's one that, again, I really enjoyed. Number three. So we move swiftly along. Number three, we have 
When I Fly Towards You. This is scoring a 9 currently on Yoku. And funnily enough, the three top spots all have a 9 on on um, on MDL. So number three is When I Fly Towards You. Uh, it scored a 9. It is a Yoku production. I adored this drama. I just feel like it's such a sweet little gem. Um, you know, it's very, very easy watching. It's got beautiful friendships, beautiful found family, beautiful relationships, beautiful just accompanying these characters from adolescence into adulthood. I I just, I loved it. Uh, so that is When I Fly Towards You. At number two, we have one that we've already talked about, and that is Mysterious Lotus Casebook. So again, we've already talked about this one. This is one that I definitely want to get back to. Again, it's the only one on my on hold list, and I think I'm like four episodes into it. So I definitely want to get back now, the number one spot is one that it is nowhere on the Doban one, but is one that it really, really, really hit internationally. And that is the drama Hidden Love. It is a Yoku drama. Again, I've reviewed it in two parts, guys. I'm not going to talk about it too much. I absolutely loved it. It was, I think, the hit of the summer, um, clearly, because it's number one on MDL. But... I, you know, just to recap the MDL choices, at number one, we have Hidden Love. Number two, we have Mysterious Lotus Casebook. Number three, we have When I Fly Towards You. Number four, we have Oh No, Here Comes Trouble. Number five, we have Meet Yourself. Number six, we have Story of Kooning Palace. Number seven, we have A Journey to Love. Number eight, I Am Nobody. Number nine, Lost You Forever. And number 10, Till the End of the Moon. So, I just thought it was really interesting to do this episode and kind of like look at the two lists, not to compare in terms of, you know, what is better, what is worse, but just I find it interesting to see what is popular in China and what is popular outside of China. And it's really interesting that there's only two dramas, so Mysterious Lotus Casebook and Meet Yourself, that are on both lists. Apart from that, the lists are very, very different. And I find that really, really fascinating. I hope you guys have enjoyed this little, you know, idea that I came up with. But before we wrap up the episode, I just wanted to have a little bit of a chat on platforms. So there is mainly, I think, four platforms that are used. Uh, at least, you know, that I know of. There may be others, but the ones that I know of. And that is the first one is I-Q-I-E, and that is spelled I-Q-I-Y-I, but it said I-Q-I-E. I-Q-I-E, so this is just like a little, you know, thing about I-Q-I-E. I-Q-I-E, formerly known as Q-I-E, is a Chinese subscription video on-demand over-the-top streaming service owned by Baidu. Headquartered in Beijing, I-Q-I-E primarily produces and distributes films and television series. Guys, I have talked about it. I am definitely not sponsored by them, but for me personally, I love their app. I it's one of the easiest apps. I have iQi subscription till 2025 because they allow a little thing called uh, stacking. So basically, if they do a little sale and a subscription comes up and it's a yearly subscription that I tend to get, uh, goes down to like 50% sale or whatever, you can buy the subscription and it'll just stack 
on top of your current subscription so it just kind of like adds on the time i adore that and it means that every time Round about Thanksgiving to Christmas time is when they do their best sales. And that's when I tend to buy. So I think I have a subscription to like 2025. So that is Aichi. I really love the ease of use. And it's available on like uh, Fire Stick. It's available on a lot of smart TVs. It's available on your phone. It's available, you know, on Android, that sort of thing. I really enjoy it. It's, you know, it allows for um, control in speed of dramas. It has like up to 4K in terms of quality, depending on which, pla- you know, which tier you are subscribed to it. So it is it perfect? Absolutely not. But I really enjoy the app itself is very friendly user, user, user friendly. So that is Aichi-E. Then we have Yoku. Yoku was a little bit late to the game in terms of distributing internationally. I think their app was only available international for international fans, like maybe I want to say a year and a half ago. So it's not been, it's fairly well known in, you know, China, but abroad, it's only been gearing more towards uh, international fans for about maybe a year to two years. Uh, And so Yoku Todo Inc. doing business as Yoku is a video hosting service based in Beijing, China. It operates as a subsidiary of Alibaba Group Holding Limited. Yoku has its headquarters in the Sino Style Plaza in Heidian District, Beijing. So this is what I mean, guys, when I tell you these platforms tend to not necessarily need, you know, international money. Of course, it's nice for them to money is money and they'll take it wherever they can. But they are, you know, part of these big conglomerates by do Alibaba. So these are really, really big conglomerates. cannot say that word. Really big companies, guys, let's put it that way. So they have a lot of money available to them. And I think that is obviously with every company, if you start to lose money, you're going to, you know, they're going to want to shut down and whatnot. But in theory, they have a lot of money available to them. And this is what I mean when I say I don't think people like, uh, by people, I mean companies like Netflix and that sort of thing can make their way into the market. Just because, first of all, I don't think actually Netflix is even available in China. Quote, please correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I gather, Netflix is not available in China. So, you know, just by those, I feel like a lot of these Western companies trying to come in would be extremely difficult in China, which I kind of like. I'm not going to lie because they already have money to do the quality and whatnot. So next up, we have Tencent. Now, Tencent is the main uh, name, but if in Europe, it is known as WeTV. And that's basically, I think, because they already had something called Tencent. I- I'm not sure but it's all the same thing. It belongs to the same thing. So Tencent Holdings LTD is a Chinese multinational technology conglomerate and holding company headquarters in Shenzhen. It is one of the highest grossing multimedia companies in the world based on revenue. So this is what I mean, guys. It's not just in China. It is one of the highest grossing multimedia companies in the world. 
again, they don't need a lot of money. But I do say, I I really I don't mind I didn't really say much about, but I do I don't mind Yoku. They put out a lot of really good hits yesterday. They have been miffing me a bit lately because they seem to get dramas and not put them on for international fans. And I guess it's just the way they're licensing things because a lot of the dramas that I want to watch they're doing in um in uh, partnership with actual TV stations. And I think it's probably because they don't want to pay the international uh, distribution license or whatever it may be, but it's driving me bonkers because they are holding on to quite a few dramas that I really wish I could watch and they're not subbing it and they're not putting out to international viewers. So that is a little bit frustrating. But Yoku overall, it's not bad. I quite enjoy it. I also have a yearly subscription for Yoku. Um, And when I tell you guys, my subscription for Yoku. Uh, I also have a subscription for Vicky and uh, Aichi. I also, I think, I can't remember if my subscription for WeTV has already expired, but all of those combined are still cheaper than having one year of Netflix. So put that into, prescri- into pr- perspective. Um, so Tencent, again, uh, it's one of those that... Tencent drives me nuts because it has really good dramas and it just seems to hold on to them like nobody's business. And I'm like sitting here and they will start putting a bunch of things out and all I can think of, but but I want to watch more. Why are you not giving me more? <laughs> so that is Tencent WeTV. That is also available, you know, on I think a couple of things. I don't think it's available on the um, Fire Stick or anything like that. Uh, so you still have to go through like you know phone and uh chromecast it that sort of thing and the last one is one that it is there but guys i don't recommend it their subs are terrible and it is the widely known mango tv mango tv is a chinese media company controlled by state-owned hunan broadcasting system mango tv was established on may 26th the 26th, 2006, in Changsha, Hunan, and later decided to use Mango TV as its video platform branding title in 2008. So that's a little bit about Mango TV. It has good dramas. Unfortunately, it's definitely one that it does not cater to international fans. Mango TV often has dramas, um, but they will like auto-translate things, and then they would much rather put things out to uh places like Vicky and Vicky will pick them up, pay them a fee and, you know, translate them much, much better. So that's, you know, the four, I would say four main ones, Mango TV, Tencent, Slash Wing TV, Yoku and Aichi. Of the four, like I said, Aichi is probably my favorite just because it's so easy to use and it's a platform that I, I really, really like. Now, other platforms available to us, of course, we have Vicky. I have my gripes with Vicky uh, simply because I feel like they are very behind the times in terms of interface and user friendliness. I mean, the fact that they are still broadcasting in 180p is, you know beyond me 1080p is beyond me instead of like offering a little bit higher quality but even not just that it's the fact that you know 
They don't allow things like uh, controlling the speed of video, that sort of thing. I feel like they're a little bit behind because these are things that you can do on all of the other platforms. Even like on Netflix, you can do this. So, you know, Vicky is slightly behind there. And, you know, another place you can find dramas very easily is actually YouTube. A lot of the time, play, you know, all of these channels will post on YouTube as well uh, a little bit later, but they are there. And then, even Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has a lot of Chinese dramas. Uh, so that's another resource. And of course, we have Netflix. I actually don't have Netflix. I, you know, cancelled it because they were being far too greedy for my own liking. So I let Netflix go. Um, I do have Amazon Prime. I don't, I mean, YouTube is free for everybody. Uh, you know, you just have to cope with the ads. But if you actually watch it on a browser and have an ad blocker, works like a charm. And then obviously I do have Vicky. So I do have quite a few subscriptions, but that is that. That is, you know, platforms and a very brief introduction to them. I hope you guys found that helpful and I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Please come and chat to me on any of the platforms if you have any questions. I'm always happy to chat dramas or questions that you guys have. You just have to come and ask. It's as easy as that. Um, please let me know if you actually enjoyed this drama and if it's something that you think was, you know, helpful to you. I'll put that as the uh, question on Spotify. And yes, I hope you guys have a lovely week and thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me and I shall see you next time. Bye.